Let's pray. Father, I want to say thank you for this morning. It's a wonderful morning and thank you for the grace of God. I give you all the worship and the reverence in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be bringing you the word of the Lord in a moment. Uh, the Lord has impressed on my heart. The Holy Spirit impressed on my heart to start talking about Jesus or teaching on Jesus. So maybe for another week or two, I would be speaking on Jesus. Sometimes we preach everything except the right thing. The Bible says, him we preach. And I will show you in a moment that Jesus is the reason for all things. Amen. Jesus is the reason for all things. I want us to read some few scriptures. We can go to John 1. John 1. Now in the beginning before all time was the word. I'm reading the amplified version. In the beginning before all time was the word. Into bracket Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God himself. He was present originally with God. And all things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In him was life and the life was the light of man. The light shines on in darkness. For the darkness has never overpowered it. Put it out. Or absorbed it. Or appropriated it. And is unreceptive to it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came to witness that he might testify of the light, that all men might believe in it, adhere to it, trust and rely upon it through him. He was not the light himself, but came that he might bear witness regarding the light. There it was, the true light. Was then coming into the world, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light that illumines every person. He came into the world, the world was made by him and the world the world was made through him, and the world did not recognize him, did not know him. He came to that which belonged to him, to his own, his domain, creation, things, and wealth. And they who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him. But to as many as did receive him and welcome him, he gave the authority, power, privilege, right to become the children of God. And that is uh, to those who believe in adhere to trust in rely on his name who owe their birth neither to bloods nor to the will of the flesh that of physical impulse or to the will of man that of natural father but to god they are born of god and the word into bracket christ became flesh human incarnate and tabernacle fixed his tent of flesh lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory his honor his majesty such glory as the only begotten son receives from his father full of grace favor loving kindness and truth john testified about him and cried out this was he of whom i said he who comes after me has priority over me for he was before me he takes rank above me for he existed before i did he has advanced before me 
because he's my chief. For out of his fullness, abundance, into bracket abundance, we all have received. We all had a share and we were all supplied with one grace after another. And spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. The law was given by Moses. For while the law was given through Moses, grace and end undeserved favor and spiritual blessing and truth came through Jesus Christ. No man has ever seen God at any time. The only unique son, the only begotten of God, who is in the bosom, in the intimate presence of the Father, he has declared him. He has revealed him. He has brought him out where he can be seen. He has interpreted him and he has made him known. Hallelujah. I want you to clap for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Now, I couldn't wait to preach this message. Actually, I said yesterday that I will start this series on Jesus from Sunday. But he is my priority. He ranks first. I just read it. <laughs> and so, there's something I want to show you ultimately. I may not be able to say all today. But I trust God that by Sunday, Jesus will become our grand focus. Our ultimate pursuit. And the end of everything. Because he is. Jesus might have his right place in the universe. Hallelujah. sing together.
reign, Jesus reign, reign, Jesus talking about Jesus today. It's my prayer that we shall have an encounter. We shall have an encounter today. Now I want you to put Hebrews 1 from the Amplified Version on the screen. King James God who has sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in this last day spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the world who be the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. 
I want this same verse. Verse 3 in the Amplified Version. And you're going to like this. Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being, the outring, or the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and the very image of God's nature. Upholding and sustaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of his power. The word image, there is a word for stamp. <laughs> the image that appears when you stamp a thing. All right. I want us to go to Colossians 1.15. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God. The visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. For it was in him that all things were created. In heaven and on earth. Things seen and things unseen. Whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities... All things were created and exist through him by his service, intervention, and in and for him. And he himself existed before all things. And in him, all things consist, cohere, are held together. He is also the head of his body, the church. See, he's the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead. So that he alone in everything and in every respect might occupy the chief place and stand first and be preeminent. Do I even need to preach? Help me, Lord. Help me preach. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In John 1, we have the progression of the Logos. The progression of the Logos. First of all, we are told the identity of the Logos. The place of the Logos. Logos is the word. In the beginning was the word. Interestingly, John even introduces the word first before introducing God. In the beginning was the word. He could have said in the beginning was God. He said in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The word was in the beginning. In the very beginning. In the eternal past. Before anything existed, the Word. And the Word there is Christ. 
the word. And then we find that the, the true identity of the word, that the word is, was God. Talking about Jesus, he was God. At the time, you couldn't call him Jesus because there was no salvation at the time. The name Jesus is the Lord saves. Yeshua or Jehoshua, which means the Lord saves. So you couldn't call him Jesus at the time because there was nobody created to even be saved at the time. So he was the word of God. He was the logos of God. And he was in the very beginning. That is where to place Jesus. That is where to place Jesus. And the reason why, Paul, why John introduced him before God is, you see, the first revelation of God is the word. And the last revelation of God is the word. In the book of Revelation, somebody was riding on a horse. His name was the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And the Bible says he was God in essence, in expression, in being, in potential. He was God. And the Bible says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Now, the ability to be, the power of existence, was him. In him all things exist, <laughs> subsist, <laughs> consist, <laughs> cohere. The ability to be, for you to be, you need to understand there was a time there was even no vacuum. Because vacuum was created. Nothing had to be created. There was nothing like nothing. Nothing had to be created. There was no vacuum. There was no space. There were no eternities. Michele said there was nothing. And when the word, oh, expressed himself, that was when the ability to be came into force. That was when existence came into being. All things were made by him. All. And we can comprehend that. Thoughts, concepts, ideas, visible, invisible, <laughs> gases, you know, planets, thoughts, everything existed. And that without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The literal translation says, what came to be of him was life. And the life was the light of man. Then from there, we see what we call the progression of the Logos. Now, it was the word. And the word was God. Then everything came out of him. That's to sum up <laughs> everything. But then he said, in him was life, and then the life was light. Then when you read the book of John, you just see the progression of the logos. 
how he became how he was life eternal life he was the resurrection somebody was waiting for resurrection for his brother to come alive and say, no, the resurrection is not a period, it's not a time, it's not an activity. I am the resurrection. Uh, he was the bread of life. He was the light of life. He was the way, the truth. Eventually, he became everything because actually all things exist for him. Now, let me say this. The word logos is a big word. It means word, spoken, but it also means reason thought it also means the divine expression now so the word is not just the spoken word but also the reason the reason of god the purpose of god is christ now jesus is the ultimate purpose everything exists just for one reason let me say this to you everything exists for the air exists for just one reason the roads for one reason the human beings, the creatures, the stars, the moon, heaven, earth, the future, time, eternities. Everything exists for just one reason. Now, Jesus is the way. When you find Jesus, you are in the way. Jesus is the life. When you find Jesus, you have life. But more than that, Jesus is the ultimate purpose. Let me say this to you. This flower exists for just one reason. One ultimate reason is Christ. All things were made... By him and for him. When God was creating, he was creating for Christ. Now he was creating that he was creating these things for Christ and made Christ the lawful owner of these things. And he made it by him. But he also created these things to reflect him. He created it to be <laughs> for his fulfillment. But also... <laughs> For his revelation. For his satisfaction. But also for his revelation. Are you here? Are you here? This is the most important thing to know in life. I'm going to say that again. This is the most important thing to know in life. That everything ultimately. Exists for just one purpose. For Christ. Okay, let's read it again. Colossians 1.15. Colossians 1.15. Let's take it from the King James first. Colossians 1.15. Let's look at it. He is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. Uh-huh. And this doesn't mean, verse 15, this doesn't mean that he was the first to be created. The word creature here is the word for creation, but also the word for creature. Now, he's really saying he's the first creature. Rightly, you should say that that word should be translated creation. You see, he's the firstborn. Firstborn talks about his preeminence. He's talking about his right. So, there are two ways you can interpret this scripture. The off there is over. He is the firstborn over every creation. The firstborn is the rightful owner. Are you here? He is the inheritor. So, he means that he is the rightful owner 
Because the things were created for him. And by him, anyway. So, he's the rightful owner of this. So, he's the firstborn over creation. But you can also take it literal. He's the firstborn of creation. Jesus Christ, though he is the creator. How many of you know he's the creator? Now, God created the world. God the Father created the world. We know that. But it was Jesus who actually fabricated the God spoke it. And it was Jesus' hands. It was the hands of Jesus that formed literally. It was Jesus who did the creation. He himself. He did it. Now, but you need to understand something. The first creation was a shadow of the new creation. Everything that happened first in the Old Testament was a shadow of what happened, the real thing in the New Testament. The first man, Adam, was not the man God had in mind. I've always said that. The last Adam was the man God had in mind. God knew the devil would come, so he made the first one a shadow. Are you getting me? So the devil would just come and mess up the shadow. And not the real thing. Hello. Now, the first creation, his hands formed it. And though it revealed part of his glory, not a full representation of his glory, but the new creation, what Jesus did was, he did not only recreate the things, he himself became the creation first. And then became the firstborn of that creation. So that that creation, this new creation, will conform to his image. Those of us who, who got born again are the first fruits of the new creation. But everything, the trees, the dogs, the butterflies. I said, I will see my rabbit in heaven. My rabbit that died, I will see it in heaven. Oh, okay, alright, okay, okay. Hallelujah. Now everything, a time is coming where, you know, I, I tell people, now, you see this sun, S-U-N. You know, a time will come, the sun will be no more. God was part of the first creation. It was temporal. It was physical. It's not eternal. This sun is actually a reflection of the true sun. The day spring. We get our day from, you know, we get our day from the sunlight. The source of the day, the day spring, or the day star, where the day actually comes from. Jesus is called the day spring from on high. The true sun, Pastor Michael preached it, the sun of righteousness, S-U-N, of righteousness. The true sun is not this one. This one is a reflection of the true sun. You remember the Bible talks about the father of all lights in whom there is no variableness. The light that is talking about the sun and the other planets, all the luminous bodies. So he's saying that God himself, Papa God himself is like a, a, is a light. But he's a Papa of all the lights, the small, small lights. <laughs> now, Jesus is, is a true light. Actually, John said, this is a true light that lighted every man who comes into the world. You remember that Paul taught he, Saul then, thought he was seeing. Because, you know, he has his eyes on, he had his eyes on, and uh, the sun was shining, and it was noonday, so he thought that was all there was. 
until he saw a light brighter than the sun at midday. Now, if you see a light brighter than the sun at noon, at noon's day, sun, the sun is at its brightest. But if you see a light brighter than the sun at noon's day, of course, that should be the Lord. The day spring, the day star, the morning star. Hallelujah. And this light blinded him. In the, in the natural light he was seeing, it was strong enough, but it couldn't blind him. But that light, which was the lost light, blinded him. It was just to show him his true nature. That physically you were seen, but you're actually a blind man. Now, what the word of God does in the life of everybody, the first thing the word of God does is to show your true nature before it helps you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says all flesh has grass. It said the wither because the Lord blows upon them. They are actually dead, but when the spirit of God comes or the word of God comes, the first thing is to show your true state first before it could help you. One time, the Jews said to Jesus that how come you see that uh, you set us free, or the truth to set us free, or you, you set us free. We've never been bonded to no man. And he said that anyone who sins is a slave to sin. <laughs> you think you are free, but you are a slave. They said, we've never been bonded to any man. And even physically speaking, it was a lie. Because the Jews have been under bondage to the Assyrians, to Syrians, to the Egyptians, to the Babylonians, to the Romans. <laughs> they said, they've been in bondage to no man. We are Abraham's children. We are free people. And he said, well, anybody who commits sin is a slave of sin. And they said, and, 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 and well, we have not sinned. In fact, one time they asked him, are we blind also? He said, oh, if you had admitted that you were blind, your sin would have been forgiven. But since you say you see, your sin remains. So for God to help you, the first thing is that he will show your true state. But the point here is that Jesus Christ was that true light that shines. But this is the true light that shines. Which means that for everything we have, we have the true version. Everything you see in creation, you see, um, one day the apostle said to Jesus, um, okay, let me tell you the whole story. Jesus fed the 5,000 and then the people came the following day, plenty. The people came, they were coming to catch him and make him a king. And Jesus specifically took the boat and then crossed and went somewhere. Went to the mountain and then took the boat and then crossed, went somewhere. Then when the people came and they didn't see Jesus, they went all the way around. They said, Master, we've been looking for you. They said, hey, hey, hey. You are not looking for me because you saw the miracles. The power of God. Or pursuing God. You were just chasing me because you ate bread. Labor not for the meat that perished. But for the meat that comes from above. From him, the Father has certified. 
And he said, show us a sign. Because Moses, as it is written, that Moses gave the people bread. He said, Moses gave, not your, gave you not the bread from heaven. Look at it. Even manna, which was angel's food, which was supposed to give the people life. You can't eat angel's food and leave. They, they ate manna and lived for 40 years. Nobody was sick for 40 years, but after that, they started to die. Now, the same manna that kept them alive, after a while, couldn't keep them alive. Because, you see, the trick is faith. Christ is the element. <laughs> now, now, you know, it was a Kadesh Benia incident when they disbelieved. Then they start dying. The same thing that was giving them life, couldn't give them life anymore. Because faith has the seed of Christ in it. And without Christ, that bread is not, nothing but an ordinary bread. That bread was a sign. So he said, uh, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. In other words, you wouldn't have that. He said, this is the true bread that came from heaven. That man will eat and live forever. I'm the bread of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So for every bread you see, you see you, there's a true version. For every water you drink, there's a true version. He said to the woman at the well, that everyone who drinks this water will test again. But anyone who drinks the water that I will give to him, it will become a well of living water sprinkling up into eternity. Are you here? At the last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and said, Come unto me, all you who test. As it is written, he that believeth out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, come to me and drink. One day, Jesus went somewhere, all in the book of John, because that's the progression of the Logos. The word of God became bread, water, life, healing, resurrection, everything. Jesus went somewhere at a pool of Bethesda or Bethsaida. And the Bible says that there was a pool there and there were five porches and all kind of important people were there. And at certain seasons... The angel of the Lord will come and stir the waters and anybody who jumped in first will get healed. Now, Jesus got in there and said, will that be made whole? And the man started to tell him the history of the pool and uh, 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 the chemistry. <laughs> Are you here? I said, you know, I don't have anybody to throw me into the pool when the waters is stirred. And Jesus said, what you get seasonally the man himself is here. I'm the healing. You know, <laughs> you don't have to wait for another season, for another angel. I'm the season. Now, I taught you in this church that everything is measured against Christ. Christ is the standard of measurement in the spirit. Even time is measured against Christ. Physically, we measure time by Christ. A.D. and B.C. But even spiritually, everything that happened before Christ was the beginning of time. Christ was the maturity of time, or what we call the fullness of time, or what we call the end time. When Christ appeared, the end time began. Because, and we also call it the last days. Because time is measured against Christ. Christ is everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, there's a lot to say about Jesus, but I just want to say one thing. And then I think that my job for today is done. 
because everything exists for just one singular purpose and everything that is done is done for one ultimate purpose i want you to hear this even god does everything for only one purpose jesus is the purpose of god god doesn't do anything except for christ now it's so humbling to know frightening if god himself will not do anything except for christ how dare you think you can just do whatever you want that's why paul said for me to live is christ he's not just saying christ is my life he's saying that christ is the purpose of life you see philippians the whole book is about christ chapter one is christ the purpose of life (laughs) for me to live is christ and to die is gain (laughs) because to be absent in body is to be present with the lord so for me to live is christ in chapter 2, he said, Christ, the pattern of life. Let this mind which, be in, which was in Christ be in you. Christ, the pattern of life. And then in chapter 3, Christ, the power of life. And in chapter 4, you know, chapter 3, Christ, the power of life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's chapter 4. Chapter 3 is Christ, the prize of life. All those things that were gained to me, I count loss. Yes, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. It says, brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth for those things which are ahead. I press for the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the purpose of life. Jesus is the pattern of life. Jesus is the prize of life. And Jesus is the power of life. Me trust that Jesus is everything. David puts it this way. Whither can I flee from your presence? Where can I go from your spirit? He said, you've beset me before and behind. You've laid your hand on me. If I say I would ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I should take the wings of the morning and descend to the lower part of the earth, you are there. When I say darkness should hide me, even darkness will be light. How many of you know that evil loses its existence in Jesus? That's why God cannot sin. God is a jealous God, but he doesn't sin. Because jealousy doesn't use God. God uses him. Oh, it has no power over him. That's why Jesus became sin. He nullified the sin power. That's why Jesus did not only take your sin. He became sin for us. Sin lost his power. Oh, sin lost his venom. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. When you are in Jesus, it's a different thing altogether. Jesus is everything. Jesus is everything. The Holy Spirit has been telling me. He said, I want you to start talking about Jesus. And I will talk about Jesus for about two weeks. And your life will change. (laughs) Oh, he said it. My friend said it in Jessica. He said, for in him we live. Even moving, in him we move. Having our beings, in him we have our beings. Jesus is everything. Hallelujah. Jesus is everything. He's your glory. He's the lifter up of your head. Oh, David knew all those things. There's a difference between the Lord promoting you and the Lord being your promotion. When you're a young believer, you separate Jesus from everything. When you grow, Jesus becomes everything. At a point in your life, 
you're asking God to promote you. But there comes a time in your life where He is your promotion. You are asking God to give you joy and give you peace. Oh, what a thing to ask. When Jesus is your peace and Jesus is your joy, <laughs> you are asking God to bless you. You don't know what you are asking for. When He becomes your blessing, when He becomes your everything, oh, ladies and gentlemen, let Jesus become your purpose. Let me finish. David knew this. He said, you are my refuge, my high tower, my rock, my deliverer, my salvation. And finally, he said, you are my song. He's the song he sings. Everything. He's not singing about the Lord. The, Lord, the song itself is the Lord. The Lord is the song. The Lord is not he's just his savior. The Lord is his salvation. You have become my salvation. Hallelujah. I taught you here that in the resurrection of Christ, there was a recreation. Where Christ became the creation. Oh. And he became the firstborn. And, oh. Ultimately, as this old creation is passing by and people don't even see that is fading away. The new creation spreads. And a time comes where the realm of existence is Christ. Nothing can exist outside him. In the first creation, he didn't feel all things. Because the temple to contain all his glory was not built. Where the temple is that human recreated spirit. Jesus said, pull down this temple and I'll raise it. And he said, for 46 years we've been building this temple... And you say you build it in three days. The Bible said they didn't know he was talking about the temple of his body. Now, when he died, he tore down the temple. When he rose up, he read up a new temple. In himself. Which includes your human spirit in him. So that we become God's tabernacle. To have the highest measure, the richest measure of the divine presence. We can be filled with all the fullness of God. And the time is coming. Where the realm of existence is Christ. Where he lives in everything. Everything lives in it. <laughs> where nothing can exist. Outside this realm. That's the only guarantee we have. That another thought. Evil thought. Will not arise. Another devil will not arise. In the eternity future. Because in the fullness of time. Nothing can exist outside Christ. May God bless you. As Jesus becomes your grand focus. As Jesus becomes a reason for life. Are you pastoring? The purpose is Christ. Are you showing somebody love? The purpose is Christ. Are you a medical doctor? The purpose is Christ. Are you a nurse? The purpose is Christ. Are you a sweeper? The purpose is Christ. Do you wash for people? The, people, the purpose is Christ. Do you drive? The purpose is Christ. When you smile, it's Christ. When you cry, it should be Christ. When you marry, it should be Christ. Everything you do in life should be Christ. 
that is the ultimate purpose that is God's grand design that at the fullness of time oh ladies and he might gather together in one all things whether it be things in heaven or things in hell people of God everything exists for that only reason Jesus is the reason now hear this that is why you must preach him we say everything else except preach him we preach everything else except the right thing you must preach him everywhere every time because he's the reason for all things preach christ in the day preach christ in the bus preach him in the taxi preach him in the bedroom preach him in the courtroom preach him on the aeroplane preach him on the train preach him when you go out preach him when you come in preach him in the morning preach him at night preach him that is the only name given in heaven and on earth and under the earth and when men might be saved you can comfort somebody for a while but Jesus our eternal consolation give him Christ give Christ to him present Christ to him you would have helped him better maybe he's restless he needs peace you can help quiet him but ultimately he's our peace who has broken down the wall of partition the Bible says he's abolished in himself the enmity he abolished in himself the enmity do you know that Jesus Christ is the realm of existence the medium for divine work lift up your hand you could almost touch him he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother Pastor Richman let him be your song at night when you wake up that's your song let him be your dream let him be your asp aspiration your role model your mentor your captain your chief your leader your stronghold this is not an exhortation this is a message that all of us must refocus on the main thing and the one thing Jesus 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 everything is temporal the eternal destiny of all things is Christ for them that he did for know them he also did predestinate to conform to the image of his son that he will be the firstborn among many brethren moreover them that he did predestinate he also called and those he called he justified and those he justified he glorified what can we say then to these things ah. if God be for us who can be against us he who spared not his only son but gave him up freely for us why will he not with him also give us all things 
That's why we can be persuaded that neither life nor death, principalities or angels, things present or things to come, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. He's agape. He's the love of God. He's the ultimate apprehension. When you lay hold on him, you lay hold on everything. There's a song. Mi wo yeswa mi wa dinina asumbu si adinina me wo yesua me wa dinina osumbu dinina me nye dinina me nina ra na me shi yesua mashra dinina me wo yesua me wa dinina